Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Good morning, 97.1. They're really going to do this. They're going to college basketball the sport of college football. Yep. And what I mean by that is they're going to water down the regular season to the point where meaning has been zapped out of quote-unquote big matchups. Think about it right now. We are in college basketball season. Any life? Any any juice? Well, any- there's, there's no juice here because, I mean, M- Michigan sucks. And Michigan State is... They're going to be in the tournament, but they're going to be somewhere between a seven and nine seed. Right, but even in general, like in I general, just, no, I, be, because you play thirty games, right? Roughly yeah. with the conference tourneys, and any one game, yeah, it could help you with seeding. But you're going to play your way in, or you're not. And you got sixty-eight teams, and the only thing that anybody really cares about is what happens once you make the field of sixty-eight. Yeah. College football has had a great regular season. They want a better postseason. But I think in expanding to 12 and now the reports to 14 and who knows where it ends, 16, 24, John, they're going to take the balancing act of regular season, postseason, and it's going to swing too far. In reading this, it's commissioners and Notre Dame. Yes. Why, why does Notre Dame have this, this seat in all of this where they have some kind of pull in all of this? Well, because they're a big brand. And but but I mean, what type of pull do we have? Do they have? They don't even have a seat at the table. Like they have, they have a voice, but it had to be unanimous for them to go to the five plus seven format. Yeah, they obviously voted to say it was okay to not have to ever, 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 ever have a one through four seating in the college football playoffs because they are not a member of a conference. They will not play in a conference championship game. They cannot be, they can't get a bye. So for them to win a national championship, they're going to have to play four games. Now, it's not that much different than if you're playing a conference championship game. Right. Or you win that conference championship game, that's game one. Now you get a bye, Notre Dame plays. It's it's a shell game, Mm -hmm. but... They're going to be one of those teams that have to either host one or go on the road in the first round of the playoffs to, to get it done. Ticket texter. John, really? Notre Dame? Irrelevant? Up until this last year, they had the same amount of college football playoff appearances and the same record 0-2 that Michigan had for a while. Michigan got in this year and won their first two games in a national championship for the first time since 97. U of M and Notre Dame were the same program, all caps, until this past year, great regular seasons and then disappointing exits in the CFP. Okay, so since 
88, which is, is that 88 is the last year? Lou Holtz. Yeah. yeah. All right. In 97, we won one. Mm -hmm. Half of one, whatever you want to say. Um, I'll be the first to say it. Uh, And then all of a sudden now it's three in a row trips to the college football playoffs and you win one. So they've won two versus the one that Notre Dame won 36 years ago. I mean, it's it's and, and you're right. It's not that far off, but at least Michigan is winning big games. Yeah, and the texture can say, "Well, John, you're doing this c- conveniently. He's doing it because he can. Because Michigan did win the national title, and Notre Dame hasn't since '88. And, if Notre, and, Dame, and if love, Notre Dame had, they would have more cachet and brand. And and anything, it's really just they but, are what Michigan was and have yet to resurrect. You look at okay, what is Marcus Freeman doing there? I love Marcus Freeman. I think he's a tremendous. Head coach will be as he continues to grow, and I hope he gets a chance to grow in that role. But is anybody looking at Notre Dame this year and going, wow, that recruiting class, that transfer portal, boy, they're going to be a, a team that, that's going to be fighting for the national championship? No. No, I mean, it, 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 they don't. Like, and so that until all of us, until they become relevant again, when was the last time they were relevant? Yeah, I mean, it would have been the last time they played for a national title, right? But I get you. But get you. but but in, in the near future, it doesn't look like they're going to be relevant. And yes. it's and and you could you could say, okay, well, no, is is Michigan going to remain relevant? Well, we don't know, and we'll find out what Sharon Moore can do. The, the point is, they will be more relevant because they are in a Big Ten, which is going to get protected Correct. in this world. They're going to get insulated in, in credibility and protections. Their losses will be minimized because they're in the Big Ten, where Notre Dame, they're out in the wilderness. Let me ask you this, in terms of the irrelevance of Notre Dame. Who does Notre Dame play that you're going to look at and go, oh boy, here we go. This is going to be a great game. All right, the one matchup you could say is USC. Right, every year. All right, other than that, when you're looking at the matchups that Big Ten opponents have, when you're looking at the matchups that the SEC opponents have, you can get excited about those matchups. Who is going to get excited about anybody that Notre Dame is playing? Would you be excited for Michigan-Notre Dame like you would have been 20 years ago? Would you be excited for Michigan State-Notre Dame like you would have been 20 years ago? No. Couple more ticket texts. This says if they go to 14, then every division winner should be in the playoff or it's dead on arrival. If you're seventh or eighth best wildcard team, you don't belong anyway, JT and Kazu. But there's no divisions. Right. The Big Ten, anyway, has gone away from divisions. Yeah. It says what happens when you have an undefeated team who has locked up the bid to the conference championship going into the final week of the regular season? Do they rest starters? Michigan, Ohio State, with starters sitting out? Question mark. That's going to be something that's going to get really weird. It's why I am in favor of moving the game up. It's sacrilegious. Yes, it is. But you want to you want to keep as much meaning in those games as you can by playing it in the last week, where you have a chance. Things have already been locked up. It could be meeting one of two or even one of three, all within a six week span. If you move it just a little early, it doesn't have to be September, but October when the leaves start to change and it starts to feel like football. Texas, Oklahoma play in the month of October. Alabama, Tennessee, third Saturday in October. It's not like you can't do it. I, I, okay. Because I do I do worry about some of the meaning being lost in what is typically one of the biggest games in the college football season. Another one says expanding the playoff will create better bowl games because less players will sit out. It's one of the positives. 
But if the result is the rest of the games, weeks one through 11 or 12. Right. It depends on what it is that you're after. Yeah. And, and, and we've seen in terms of just what they're selling the broadcast rights for. There are certain games throughout the course of the year, and most of them will happen in November, whether it's the Iron Bowl, whether it's the game, the rivalry games, there's matchups. LSU Alabama is going to be one that always generates some excitement nationally. Michigan, Michigan State will be one that will generate some excitement nationally. But for the most part, the broadcast networks want the college football playoffs. Let's get to the phones. We got John next up. John, you're on 97 one. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, how are you guys doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing well, John. So I'm the one who uh, responded to the text, or I'm the texter that responded to you guys earlier this morning regarding how Notre Dame was irrelevant and how Michigan was basically the same exact program. Okay. So to kind of go back off of what you were saying as well, I do remember Notre Dame playing for a BCS national championship in 2012 as well. And I do want to say, you know, all credit to Michigan. You guys had an undefeated season. You guys beat an Alabama team who we all thought was going to beat Michigan in the college football playoff. But to say that Notre Dame was irrelevant the last 20, 30 years, I I would say is completely false. They're a program that is well-respected across all of college football, and people want to play them. Regardless if they're in a conference or not, I think to say that they've been irrelevant the last, let's just say, 40 years, because we're coming up on that in the next four years, is, is completely false. Because Brady Hoke years at Michigan, I mean, what what was done then? Not much. Well, but was said that, well, John, more... to be fair, at the time, people were saying the same thing about Michigan, saying yeah. they Correct. are a has-been yeah. program, once great, no Correct. longer great, regionally relevant, not nationally relevant. So can't the same things be said about Notre Dame? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, no, I agree. Okay. But, but, like, but to here... say that they're not irrelevant is my thing. And to say that, like, even looking at the recruiting class, well, Michigan just lost their head coach and a lot of their coaches. So, so how are Five we going to say that yep. Michigan's even going to be relevant? Well, well I think we, we, they, we're they coming off get, a national yes, championship. Say, I would much rather have bit. that opportunity. Um, and, and Sharon Moore can then prove that, you know, he, he did beat Ohio State. He did beat Penn State, having already been an you know interim head coach. But let me ask you this, and and, and moving forward, and yeah, when you look at and and if you're an athletic director at any of the Big Ten or SEC schools, now mm-hmm. you're looking at it going, do we want to schedule Notre Dame when we have Oregon, Washington, Ohio State, USC, Michigan, all of these teams? already going to be on our schedule and the ability to schedule. Same thing with the SEC. Are we going to want to go out there and schedule a Notre Dame? I I mean, why wouldn't you? Well, I mean, there's going to be, in my opinion, I mean, in my opinion, I would, I don't know why you wouldn't want to. They're a program that historically does well every year, plays a USC, a Clemson, and even this past year, Louisville, but to also say too, the conference championship, we just saw with Florida state. It doesn't matter. Now well, it's, it's, it's going to be. You know, I was going to say the twelve team playoff well, and, and, it does change that aspect of it. But then the the other argument too regarding uh, conference championship kind of goes out the door when we look when we look at this past year. So what, what, okay. what, what was your thoughts or your response when you found out that Notre Dame had absolutely no chance of getting one through four? 
I mean, I thought it was ridiculous, in my opinion. I because if they because that's that's the other argument as well. Now I get re, with the realign, realignment of all the conferences, but like Notre Dame on paper, usually at the beginning of the year, schedules a USC, a Clemson, like a lot of these larger programs, and then it's not their fault later on in the years that these programs either have a down year or don't show up very well. Like you know, a lot of the stuff that like we've kind of looked at, and I, like I said, yes, I'm a Walmart Notre Dame fan. I will say <laughs> that. Like I could name probably 12 people on the team, where my brother can name 30. But either way, like it's just it's the they they try to schedule as competitive of a of a uh, they do as they can at the beginning of the year. Yep. But like you can argue too with Michigan. You look at I mean, look at the 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 what six or eight games prior to facing Penn State. Ohio State, uh, like a lot of those games were all blowouts. And they've talked about it on the radio. I mean, I listen to you guys from 6 mm-hmm. until 2.30. Like, it's, there's, I mean, it's talked about everywhere for the first eight games that the Big Ten's a joke. And then you get later on in the season when the games matter, and that's when the games mean anything. So, John, well, here, the, o- the only other point that I'll make, and, and I trust me, oh, we lost him. Well, I, I dropped him. Oh, I was going to ask him. I mean, like, oh, so Notre Dame. When was the last time a coach at the Ohio State or Michigan left to go to a better college football program? Because didn't Kelly leave to go to a better college or at least a better opportunity that he felt? To his point, Notre Dame has prided itself on trying to stuff their schedule with good games despite not being in a conference. Does that get harder as the conferences get bigger? They have their own big-time matchups. They don't need Notre Dame as much. I think that is a fair question in this new college football landscape. When you're ready for a new truck, take the easy way to getting the best price. We're talking MoranExpress.com. Search inventory from the top models like the hardworking Silverado. Perfect for hauling whatever you need. And yes, tailgating too. We're talking football. We always talk football. You can prepare to tailgate with MoranExpress.com. Right now, you can lease a 2024 Silverado four-wheel drive crew cab from Moran Chevrolet. For Listen to this. Only $199 a month. 24-month lease, $999 down. Pick up your new truck or they'll deliver it directly. How easy is that? Moran Chevrolet, where you always get the best price, period. On Gratiot, north of 15 Mile in Clinton Township, Chevrolet. Together, let's drive. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Heather with the news. Good morning, Heather. Hey, guys. Uh, give me one second here. Put your headphones, headphones on. on. Come on now. Um, hey, this is uh, great news, I guess. Plans are underway to develop the former Palace of Auburn Hills site. So something is finally going to come of it. Both General Motors and the city have confirmed that plans for a supplier facility are moving forward. So the plans include a 715,000 plus square foot industrial building and it is being constructed for 
constructed for GM. They say with a total investment of $200 million. And uh, they're going to get started on things pretty quickly. Construction is targeted to begin in early May. And they say the facility is scheduled to be operational by early November of 2025. So in about a year. It'll be up and running. Do something with the land, yeah. Exactly. I know. I always drive by it. I'm like, oh, oh. I remember what it used to be. R.I.P. Right? I know. An attorney representing James Crumbly is arguing that prosecutors should not be allowed to introduce any evidence about his son's mental health, those journal entries, or text messages if his son does not actually testify at this upcoming trial. And it sounds like he is not going to testify. He has already said I'm not going to. So yeah. it it sounds like that's out of luck. But the evidence was allowed in his wife's trial. So we obviously know what came of that trial. Um, she was found guilty. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, during the court appearance he was actually at yesterday, a judge ruled that at least one new witness will be included in his trial that was not included in his wife's trial. That is the original owner of the gun that was used during the school shooting. Now, the judge... Re- actually said like I'm kind of struggling to see the relevance of having this guy testify but then said you know what I will agree because we he would be able to testify about the conditions of this lock that was on the gun before he sold it back to the gun store and comparing it to the condition of the gun as of today so there is some relevance there so he will be allowed Uh, prosecutors also want to add two other students new students to the witness list The judge has not decided on that, and the judge has not yet made a decision on if there will be a change in venue. That is also something that James Crumbly is asking for. I would wonder that you said the journals were relevant for the mother. Why wouldn't they be relevant for the father? Well, they're relevant, but this his attorney is saying we need to be able to cross-examine. If you're going to talk about his journal entries, we need to be able to ask him questions, and he's not going to be there. They've got different attorneys asking for different things, so we'll see what happens there. Hey, if you're looking for some peace and quiet, you might want to consider a move to Ann Arbor. Uh, Yes. Yes. According to a recent study, Ann Arbor is one of the most peaceful places to live in the whole United States. Yes. The city earned the number three spot on a list of the 25 most peaceful places in all of the U.S. And basically, the list looked at two different things. It looked at the average noise levels of different cities. So Ann Arbor is very quiet as far as their noise levels goes. And it measured the accessibility to nearby parks for its residents. And there are lots of parks there. So that is why it made the list at number two. It's officially a tree city too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that what it goes by? A little nickname? Tree town? Did you see see they found the most peaceful spot in Ann Arbor? Oh, did they? Chrysler Center. Chrysler Center, yes. yes, yes, yes. No trees. (laughs) No noise. No noise. Uh, Listen to this. A Colorado man is dead after he was bitten by his pet Gila monster. So, what? A, a lizard. What those Gila monsters. Have you ever seen those? They're like large lizards and they're yeah. actually venomous and they can, they'd be painful if you were bit by one, but they say it's actually so. very rare for a human to die from one of these bites. So there has not been a confirmation yet if he actually died from the lizard bite or if he died from something else. Mystery looms. Oh, yeah. But this man was taken to the hospital shortly after he was bitten by one of his two pet lizards. And um, he was placed on life support and then passed away on Friday. And this man's girlfriend says that this lizard just latched onto his hand and then he immediately began having reactions, which could be anything from vomiting to dizziness to huh. fainting, things like that. That's, that's wild. Why would you own something like that? There's a lot 
of people that own reptiles. Yeah, reptiles. Not my ones that could kill you. Well, they say. Was he petting it? They. I'm sure he was feeding it. I'm guessing you you, yeah, you drop in a spider in or whatever you drop it. I don't yeah, know. What a mouse. You feel. Yeah, a mouse. What's wrong with the dog or a cat? cat? What's wrong with? Uh, well, well, you don't one. feed it. It's the, the dog or the cat. No, I'm saying if you want a pet, you want You're companionship. Cool you don't individual. need There's to be people, heal a monster. Though, that love it's these... got monster in the name. You should know it as a pet. They have snakes and lizards and all those. You know. Even a ferret, that's weird too. But, you know, there's people out there that like those things. But a ferret's not going to kill you. You hope. You hope. Heather with the news. You never know. (laughs) Let's get after it. It's a Thursday. It's 725. It's the two Grand Slam. All right. It's time for the two Grand Slam. Let's go over the rules really quickly. Our contestant is going to have 60 seconds to answer 10 questions. Each question they answer correctly, they're going to get 25 bucks. If they answer all 10 questions correctly in that amount of time, they're going to walk away with $2,000. Sounds easy. Really simple rules. If they don't know the answer, they can pass, and we'll get back to it if there's enough time. So use your time wisely. Yeah. We're not going to tell you if you're wrong. No. You may hear some Snickers. Uh, that, that might be the way to find out. Wait a second, I answered that one wrong. And while it sounds easy, when the yes. clock is ticking in your head Ooh, yes. and you're on the spot, on. the pressure's uh, on. Today's contestant is Andy in Rochester. Andy, have you played the two Grand Slam before? I have not. All right. How are we feeling this morning? Feeling pretty good. You got this, Andy. All right, so the time is going to start when I start reading the first question. Here we go, Andy. Good luck. What is the capital of Illinois? This major sporting event occurred 44 years ago today. The Colorado Avalanche played in this Canadian province before 1995. Winnipeg. He played Worm in the movie Rounders. Matt Damon. Who is Chris Villar's favorite college football team? Michigan. Who do the Pistons play tonight? Indiana. Who was the manager of the Detroit Tigers before A.J. Hinch? Brad Austin. This artist had the 2013 hit Wrecking Ball. Miley Cyrus. Who won the 2023 National League Cy Young Award? Pat. Who did the Red Wings draft ninth overall in the 2023 NHL draft? Uh, Pat. What is the capital of Illinois? Springfield. This major sporting event occurred 44 years ago today. Ooh. Got three of them. Three. 75 bucks? Yeah. Andy, how'd you feel about it? I was hoping to do a little better, but okay. 75 bucks? 75 is yeah. not bad, though. Yeah. We'll put you on hold. Of it. Yeah, you know, it's not bad. Make sure Thursday a little better. Put him yeah. on hold. Make sure we get his info. He got through every question. He heard every question. Yep. He used the passes yep. reasonably well. Yep, got to, go through got, got to the capital of Illinois and answered it the second time yes, around. Yeah, he got that. Yeah, yeah so, he got that correct Springfield. Yeah. What else did he get right? He got right that the Pistons play the Pacers tonight, which I thought was going to be tricky because... Nobody cares. And uh, Miley Cyrus had the hit Wrecking Ball in 2013. Mm-hmm. The rest of this, though, the sporting event that occurred 44 years ago today... Do you believe in miracles? Miracle on ice. The Colorado Avalanche played in the Canadian province of Quebec... Well, the Nordiques. Uh, okay, it's the province, not Providence. Oh, did I say Providence? You, no. you, bo- you I, both we, just oh did. Oh, my gosh. Just, you both did. Are you a yes. stickler? Oh, my gosh. Is this one well, of things? I mean, it's, I mean, they got the point. But I, it was, Whoops. Yeah. Whoops. Sorry, Andy. Uh, who played Worm in the movie <laughs> Rounders? <laughs> I don't think he's going to change his answer. <laughs> Ed Norton. Yeah. 
At least he got one of the he got an actor that's in the movie. Yeah, yeah. you know. So people make fun of, of of my spelling on text messages and my use of punctuation. This is this is just me coming out. I'm sorry. Didn't mean oh, to that's be okay. No, no. Yes. Tell me. Yes. Now I know. I love that he guessed Chris Falar's college football oh, team was which, Michigan. When the right answer would have been Ohio State. Ohio State yes. We'll have to let him know for yes. the next uh, update. Or maybe this morning, Chris Falar upgraded. Maybe we don't know. <laughs> uh, Ron Gardenhire was the manager of the Detroit Tigers before A.J. Hinch. He yep. skipped, went all the way back to Brad Ausmus. Technically, Brad Ausmus was before, but well, not. So Sparky Anderson. But I, we're right, not, I know. <laughs> not directly before. Uh, Blake Snell won the Cy Young Award last season in the National League. And the Red Wings drafted Nate Danielson, yep. ninth overall in the 2023 NHL Draft. Two Grand Slam brought to you by Genesis Credit Union. Your next chance to win on Tuesday at 725. It's 97-1. Hey, get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. I'll repeat that one more time in case you missed it. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet just simply wins. You can bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, instant bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, so much more. So download the app or go to the website. That's FanDuel.com slash Jansen and shoot your shot. FanDuel. Is the official sportsbook partner of the NBA and 97 won the ticket. Must be 21 or over and present in Michigan. First online real money wager only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problems. Call 1 800 270 7117 for confidential help. Ninety-seven one. We like to get excited about our Lions. Plenty to be excited about. But a name that has emerged. Chris Jones. That'll do that. That'll get people excited. He was listed. The Lions were listed as a destination for Chris Jones as people speculate ahead of free agency. Now, John, I don't know how seriously to take this because Brad Holmes has really downplayed big splashes in free agency. He's taken a long-term approach. He wants to re-sign his own guys, strategically pluck one or two key pieces, and build through the draft. And it's gotten them to the edge of the Super Bowl. It got them two quarters away, not to rub it in or put any more salt in the wound, but so close to a Super Bowl doing it his way. Does he deviate for a player like Chris Jones? Is that a player where you say, hey, here's our plan. Go get him. Well, here's the plan that we've let the public know doesn't mean it's necessarily his plan. He is just he is putting it out there what he wants to he, everybody to hear. He could come out and say, "You know what? Um we don't it, we've heard it in the draft, right? It we're not looking at trading up." And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden we hear, "Well, he's looking at possibly trading up with the Bengals um instead of taking Penny Sewell, but to take Jamar Chase." Mm-hmm. Like those are the different things that you start to hear sometimes before the draft, sometimes after the draft, and now this is free agency. Like, this is the first time. Last year, yeah, they were a little active, and they had some capital. I think it was right around 20 to $25 million to spend last year. But this year, they've got $55 million as it sits right now. And in the coming weeks, they could increase that to $75 million. You're not just going to sit around and say, you know what, we're going to save this for a rainy day. Well, but he's going to say, well, i got to extend my guys. Okay, so, but you create that 
cap space by extending golf. That there's one. Now you extend Amon Ross St. Brown, and it's not going to be a big hit in year one. Now you can construct it so that, hey, it's front-loaded, whatever you want to do with them. It's all about managing cap numbers, but you know, even if you do that and you give them $28 million, if it's a $25 million, if it's a full cap hit, now you're back to $50 million. You still have money to spend. Oh, I'm I'm all in on this. I'm just trying to understand how excited I'm supposed to get right, because, because Holmes has always taken the long view and building it the right way. And, John, I would argue short-term is damn near more important when you're this close. When you are this close to a Super Bowl, you may have to take some risks and hurt your long-term sustainability to chase the Super Bowl. Frank Ragnow, while he says he's coming back, might not be playing this game for very long, right? I mean, when you're contemplating retirement in your late 20s, I don't know that we can count on him in Detroit for the next three years even on his current contract. Taylor Decker has one year left on his deal. You have two guards in free agency that you have to address this year. The strength of the Lions team might not be intact in three or four years. It may need to be redone, rebuilt. The time to win is right now while you have that money. So while Holmes has a long-term approach, this is a guy you alter strategy for. Chris Jones in the Super Bowl was as disruptive a player as you could have. Third down, game on the line, overtime. He's the one that got to the quarterback, forced them to kick a field goal, put the ball in his quarterback's hands to go win it. He is a disruptor. He's a transformative piece. He can play outside. He can play inside. He's going to make the corners better because you can drop guys in coverage. He's going to make Aiden better because you can't slide protections. He's Daniil Hunter, who can also play in the inside. I don't think he's actually going to hit free agency. But in a world where Kansas City faces tough decisions and he wants to hit the open market, I don't think Brad Holmes should, quote, stick to the plan. I think this is a guy you break tendency for. They're not going to use the franchise tag on him. And if they want to pay him what, if he's just simply in it for the money, I don't think Kansas City can afford him. That, 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 their, their numbers game is such that they can't afford to pay him what he will draw on the open market if this is about money. Now, you look at it and you say, well, okay, for the Detroit Lions, is this going to actually be a deviation from Brad Holmes' theory or philosophy? We don't really know because what we know is that in the first three years, I think going into even last year, did anybody believe that it was a F the picks moment? No. Okay. So we don't know if he has, you know, and, and that's, that's, you know, obviously coming from LA, which is where he came from. When they had that opportunity, they said, F the picks, let's go for it. They traded some away to get more players. We ended up with Jared Goff and a couple of their picks. They did the same thing with a number of their star players. But they also did it with the salary cap. Now, they were in position to make that happen. This is the first time the Detroit Lions, in in, in, in any of our lifetimes, but especially under the, the regime of Brett Holmes, has been in the position to say we are we can go for it. We have saved up our salary cap room for this moment and we can actually go out there and get a player that not only can we address every need 
No, but this one helps us address the needs. What needs does it address? Well, it addresses, obviously, the defensive tackle position and pass rush. It also addresses the edge because not only can Chris Jones play a defensive tackle position, he can play an edge position. And if you have, let's just say, rushing four, and I don't, you can insert any player you want as number four, but you've got Hutch, you've got McNeil, you've got Chris Jones, and now player, you know, X to be determined later, rushing the quarterback. Do you need a top notch, a number one best in the NFL cover corner? Probably not. All right, so that you can go out there and spend less on a corner. Sure. Would you like to be able to go out there and get, you know, and take Kansas City's defense and let's go with Sneed? You know, would you like to have him? Sure, you'd like sure. to have him. Would you like to have, you know, some of these other guys that are that are top cover corners? Yes, but you have to allocate your resources. And in allocating one to a player like Chris Jones, you are dressing in it, you know, it, as a side effect, some of the other ones, not directly, but indirectly. Would you, and we have, as a collective city, a high favorability rating with Brad Holmes. Would you hold it against him if a Chris Jones becomes available and they aren't in on him. I would. Say it again. If they don't pursue him, would you lose some confidence in Brad Holmes? No. No, because, I mean, he's he's taken this team from the worst roster in the NFL to the NFC Championship game in three years. Now, it doesn't mean if – is this the only way to get there? Is no. going signing to Chris Jones? No, it's not the only way. So I'm willing to give him – a little bit of leniency and say, okay, if you're not going to do this, it would disappoint me. And it would disappoint me to know that they didn't even explore this option, but I am going to trust him to say, okay, in three years, you got us to the NFC championship game. What can you do with year number four and with the resources? Because there is, if now, if they don't go out inside any free agents or don't, they don't make any, and I'm not talking, it has to be a big splash. This is obviously a big splash. Mm Mm-hmm. And there are ways to do it. But if you don't, you still need to then be able to address. If you're not going to address it, you know, uh, you know, with a secondary guy like Chris Jones, the secondary, then you need to go out there and actually get a cover corner. Somebody that's going to be your number one, but that's not Cam Sutton. Okay, so conversation piece here. You've got Chris Jones, potentially a free agent. If the Lions sign him, it's an all-in move. You're probably not going to get to address a number one corner. I'm cool with it, but I want to know if you'd be cool with it. And if they don't make the all-in move... Does it at all change the way you view Brad Holmes? He's still a damn good general manager, but when the iron's hot, you got to strike. You can't say we're going to be back forever and ever and ever. Even if you think that in sports, when the window opens, you got to chase it. You got to chase the championship. They have the money right now. They may never have this amount of cap space again because they will start paying their own guys because they will keep and develop. But right now, before you've paid the core players before Sewell and Hutchinson have gotten mega deals while Goff's deal does not yet kick in while St. Brown's deal does not yet kick in while there is a transformative defensive player available John if they don't get him I'm going to be disappointed here is the opportunity that presents itself is you have like you said you may never have this cap room again but you are staggering the times that you're going to have to pay now there's going to come a time where you're going to have to let a really good player go correct it's not right now, right, and so, it's so not going to be in the next couple of years. You can pay Chris Jones right now because you have 
the opportunity to create more cap space. You have the opportunity to extend your quarterback that you think can win you a Super Bowl and not have to worry about a large cap number right now. Same thing with your receiver because coming next year, you're going to have to pay the best tackle in football. Coming the year after that, you're going to have to pay a guy that you drafted, developed, and are going to have to pay in Aiden Hutchinson. These these moments are coming. They are staggered, you know, and relatively, but at some point, then, then you're going to have to pay Laporta. And it's why I want Holmes to be thinking more short-term than long-term. I want him to be thinking more about the short-term than the long-term. Where are you at as a Lions fan? 248-539-9797. Coming up next, we're going to mix in something that Justin Fields had to say. He called out the Lions as a team and one player specifically. We'll play the audio next. It's 97.1. Justin Fields was on the St. Brown Brothers podcast. Called the Lions a dirty team, and he singled out one player in particular. We'll get to it. We're talking Chris Jones. Bit of a pipe dream. But until he's tagged, until a long-term deal happens, he is the marquee player. And he would be a difference maker, but it would be breaking character for Brad Holmes, who has done this methodically, who is who's prioritized long-term over short-term, including this year at the deadline when they had a pretty good team. I think now is the time to break character. Tomorrow's not promised. You have the team to do it today. You haven't signed all your players on big bloated deals. Chris Jones, break character, Brad Holmes. Well, and and I think everybody wants to know, well, is he really going to become available? The, the, The Kansas City Chiefs have a decision to make. They can either franchise him, which is going to cost them about $35 million because of some accelerated bonuses that will hit as well as the, the franchise tag number. But he will also, or they have also have Legereus Sneed, who is going to be free. And do they, are they able to work out a long-term deal or are they going to have to franchise him? Given the option between the two, they're going to franchise Legereus Sneed and try and work out a long-term deal. And we, what we heard from Chris Jones in his drunken stupor was that he wants to stay in Kansas City. I'm coming back. Yeah. All right. That That's great. But when it comes down to his it. His agent's like, shut up, shut up. Yeah. We got to negotiate. Uh, they the, will negotiate. And maybe he does end up in Kansas City. And I think he, he should want to stay in Kansas City. And if that's the way it goes, then I can't fault Brad Holmes. But if he gets to free agency, I don't have the confidence that Brad Holmes would shift philosophies to go get him. Why? And that's not... Because of what he said and what he's done, the combination right, so of actions and words. So the other teams have bought into exactly what you're talking about. Well, you know, hey, we don't have to worry about the Lions because Brad Holmes said publicly, they're not in the game. They're not going to talk to free agents. They're not going to make a big splash. Well, let's believe everything he says for the draft as well. John, by all means. But tell that, me, but tell me, me a splash is, is coming. Is, 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 uh, there's nothing that says a splash is coming. There's also not much that says it's not because it's dynamite actions. analysis, John. Well, because there's <laughs> what 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 type of what, this is what I'm talking about. Though. I know. We're I know. So early into his regime, and it's the first time that the Lions have been in a go get it moment. Now you could say that the the first go get it moment was the deadline. This the last deadline, year. Yeah. and he didn't go get it. Yes. But did they were they looking at that going? Hey, you know, we think maybe our 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 ceiling is. NFC championship game. And if we get there, great. We're going to go. We're going to ride with the horses that, that that we have right now. And if we get to the Super Bowl, great. But what we're trying to do is build this so that we have four or five years. This doesn't take them off track of building for four or five years. Uh, you do have to compromise some of the long-term stuff because the deal would be, I mean, Spotrack estimates three years, 85 million, 28 per 
big time financial commitment. I'm okay with it because John, we they talk have about that availability. They do, and that's part of it. All of our teams, except for the Pistons, are getting into the position where they can start adding, and they're at different stages, right? I mean, we all want to see the Red Wings be aggressive and the Tigers make some moves. The Lions, though, of all the teams, are the closest, and they have a piece that may end up in their lap. The other one that we brought up yesterday was Daniil Hunter, who can't be tagged. So if it's not Jones, I would make the case for Hunter. Let's get to Randy in Brooklyn. You're on 97-1. Well, uh, sorry to break it to you, because I just think there's there's a 0% chance they sign Chris Jones. And, and this is nothing to do with my personal feelings. I'd love to have the dude. But you guys have touched on, on one point that I had over and over, and that's about building a consistent winner. But to me, even more, it's about the Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell-type guys. And what did Chris Jones do week one of, of this year against the Lions? He, he sat out for a contract dispute. Mm-hmm. I don't know his practice habits, anything like that. I can't speak on it, obviously. But that, to me, is, is one thing right there. You hurt your team. I don't think they would be crazy about giving $28 million a year to a guy like that. Did, did, it, did it, in the end, hurt him, though? Because they won the, they Super, won the Bowl. Super Bowl. No, but I mean, for that game, for that time, it did. But, okay. yeah, no, no, at the end of the season, it didn't, of course. Well, and I don't think he's a bad character guy. I get what you're getting no. at, and then they do need to continue to prioritize their culture, but do you compromise even a little bit for a player that good who did help decide well, the Super Bowl? And, and at some point, I, I hate to break it to you, and, and I, is it Penny Sewell? Is it Hutch? Is it, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown? Somebody at some point is going to miss some training camp because they're holding out. Say it ain't so. It, it, it's going to happen. It's business. And and you know what? Dan, being a former player, he's not going to hold it against the guy. It is business. It's and those same. guys that are holding out, hello, they're really good players. It goes both ways. They cut Tracy Walker. By all accounts, good dude. Fell out of favor. Big number. They save money. It's a business. The apples and apples and oranges. No, no, no because I know they're you're bigger numbers. About, I'm just saying, like, well, the teams numbers, don't hesitate to make moves for business and the players correct. are going to do the yes, same. Yes. That's all I'm saying with yeah. that. Yeah, but you know what? It, it's going to come up at some point because there's going to be a contract dispute. There's going to be somebody that wants a little bit more and the team wants to pay a little bit less, but they're going to be arguing about a really good player. And eventually they'll work it out. They'll be in. And, and if you lose a game because one of those players or a couple of those players aren't available for whatever reason, but you ultimately win the Super Bowl, does, is anybody going to go back and think, gosh, I wish Chris Jones was there against the, the Lions in that opener. I don't think they've taken a single call on Kansas City Sports no. Radio making that point. I would be shocked. Okay, Justin Fields. He was on the St. Brown Bros podcast with Amon Ra and Equinemius. I love saying that name. And he took a shot at the Lions and the type of team they are. Okay. Um, if you're going to make that accusation, follow it up with some evidence. Like, okay, when was it that Alex Anzalone did some extra stuff? Because he's a guy that makes a play and then gets up and runs back to the huddle. If there's a, hey, hand the ball to the official, act like you've been there before guy, it's Anzalone. If this was true, I'd own it. I don't even know that it's true, though, that the Lions are a dirty team. This this got played out with Kirby Joseph in the playoff game because how dare we go low? He should have hit for someone, aimed for somebody's head instead. You can't win. If you play physical, if you play tough, if you play to the whistle, if you play the way Dan Campbell says, hey, we hit, you're going to ruffle some feathers. And I don't think anybody has an issue in Detroit with one of our teams ruffling some feathers. I don't think it's accurate, though. I think it's sour grapes. I think it's a guy that got hit a little too hard, 
feels a little too bad, yeah. and wants to take a little pot shot. I mean, quarterback, is, uh, they're as protected a species as you're ever going to find. I mean, they are... I like that you call them a species. Well, because they're their own. They are of their own. They're out there to be hunted. They, they are. <laughs> they are at, at to be hunted. But they're, they're endangered, right? The, the great quarterbacks are endangered, and I'm not calling them a great quarterback, but when you have rules in place that if you cough on a quarterback or if you accidentally trip and fall on top of one, oops, a penalty. Mm-hmm. All right, you, first down and, and, and our apologies. Right, the Lions had a few roughing the passer penalties. I think that's with the way the game's officiated. They didn't have a lot of personal fouls or unnecessary roughness. There no. wasn't a lot of stuff. If you're just upset because we hit really hard, well, Wah. thank you. Wah. That's a compliment. 802, we got to have a rivalry. I think one could be brewing. What does it take for us to get a big-time rivalry in the city of Detroit? But first, Chris Falar, who, according to the Two Grand Slam, has a new favorite football team. <laughs> What's up, Wolverine? <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, Apparently, yeah. uh, Two Grand Slam guessed that your favorite college football team was Michigan. Michigan Wolverines. Love them. Great team. Great people. Love the alumni. Very kind to me. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. Suck up. <laughs> Let's get to Falar. It's 97.1. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.